Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the GTPP podcast. Um, today is another interview with a very special guest, Marcel Valentine. Sup? So we actually first met at Snowflake Ball, which was an event like at the beginning of this year. Yeah, man, that was like my favorite show that I played with my band. That was sick. Yeah, it was kind of impromptu. We just kind of saw you guys and then we were like, hey, what's up? And then we asked some questions. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Marcel Valentine is a singer, songwriter and producer. And Rebecca C is a singer and songwriter. They both are passionate about creating music and art. That's why they collaborated on a new single released recently. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll be the Scott T. Ramona out on SoundCloud now. It's like my favorite song ever, featuring Becca C. Here's a preview of that song, which you can also find on SoundCloud with the link in our episode description. originally going to interview Rebecca but she wasn't available to do like an in-person interview but she did answer a few questions that we had so we'll bring those up during this episode. So we'll start off um how would you introduce yourself to someone who doesn't know you at all? Uh yeah so it'd probably be like um you know I'm Marcel a punk singer of your dreams and uh I'm a part of the sickest boy band in the east side San Jose yeah. That's very cool. Rebecca says that she's an upcoming senior in high school. And something important about her upbringing is that she's always been the type of person who loves the idea of collaboration and community, which she believes stems from the fact that her life has been so family oriented for as long as she can remember. She's really passionate about creating art and specifically music and just sharing her thoughts and experiences in doing so. So Marcel, do you want to talk a little about the boy band? Yeah, man. So um, extra credit. Uh, we're a pop punk boy band. You know, we started out a couple of years back making pop punk songs in, in men's garage and at Merle's house. And, um, you know, we dropped an EP not too long ago. Actually, it was pretty long ago. It was about a year ago. But um, yeah, Chain Locked Heart EP of five songs that are very near and dear to my heart. So um, yeah, check that out if you want. And uh, yeah, since then, we've been like playing shows uh, around, you know, San Jose, and it's been pretty cool. Um, so how was like the process for those songs writing wise? Like, um, how did they start out? Was there one person? Uh, yeah, so usually it's like me. I write most of the songs. Uh, sometimes Paul helps me, but um, usually I just like come up with like the instrumental first, like 90% of the time. Because uh, I'd say that I'm mainly a producer, like more than I am like a quote unquote singer or like front man. But I usually just, yeah, I come up with like the instrumental on my computer and then I just kind of make up lyrics to go along with it. I don't really put that much thought into it. it they just kind of pop up in my head and I write them down and sing them. And then um, I would send the tracks to uh, the rest of my bandmates. And I'd be like, yo, can you learn these parts? And then they learn them and like 
kind of improvise with them and add cooler stuff. And um, yeah, that's kind of how our songs come together. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, when did uh, the band come together? Uh, so, okay, well, technically, extra credit has been like a thing since I was in like seventh grade. But the iteration of the band now started like the beginning of sophomore year because I met Merle in PE freshman year. And so we became like homies and I learned he played drums. And um, I was looking for new band members and he was like, yo, I can play drums. And I was like, yo, that's sick. But let's like, let's do this band thing. And then um, I met Min through some mutual friends and um, Paul as well. And uh, we just started kind of jamming out. At first, um, our music teacher let us practice like after school in the band room, which was sick. And we kind of sucked for like three months straight and we could only play one song. But um, ever since then, we've been like sucking less and less. And now we like are actually pretty dope. So um, yeah, man. I would say your performance is pretty good. Yeah, thank you, man. Very good. Doesn't yeah. seem like anything like amateurish. It's well set up. Thank you. Professional. Yeah. So speaking of performances, um, when you perform, like, how do you prepare and how do you get the band prepared? Yo, so um, usually we just like to like hype each other up outside. Be like, yo, it's going to be sick. Like, let's do it. And also, oh, um, there's like this, this like huge cotton ball thing that we found backstage um at, i'm pretty sure it was at the snowflake ball but now every time we do a show we like all rub that for good luck probably not very sanitary but like i don't know that's just like our pre-show ritual now <laughs> what is it what is it it's like this giant cotton ball thing. i don't know it was just like backstage like rolling around i picked it up i was like yo we gotta touch this for good luck and they were like yo let's do it now we just we just do that before every show so you kept the cotton ball thing? Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. It's pretty good. Uh, so would you say like it's more about the having fun aspect rather than... Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I hate like stressing myself out over like, oh, like are, are all these little like details going to be exactly how I want them? Like when I'm on stage, like, like I do like to have solid performances and like make sure everyone knows what they're doing. You know, we usually figure that all out at like practice, like weeks and weeks ahead. So usually when it's time for the show, we just focus on like, you know, hyping each other up, making sure we're going to have a good time on stage. And uh, yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, So like uh, thinking about those details about the performance, how does it work? Like the technical side? Uh, Yeah. So like um, usually when we like find out that we have a gig, We'll meet up at practice and we'll um, say, okay, what what set are we doing? What songs are we going to do? And then after we figure out that, got to get like all the backing tracks queued up and stuff, right? Because we use backing tracks for all like the synthesizers and the strings and all the instruments that we don't play. And then once we get that queued up, we make sure we all have our parts down like solid. Um, we like little things that we think would sound cooler. Um, when we do it live and uh, yeah, we just kind of practice for a couple weeks and make sure everything's like down solid. Um, I remember the last uh, show that we did, I was going to have Paul sing some of the vocal melodies and we, we stayed at practice like an hour later than we were going to because like I had to make sure he got down those vocal melodies right. 
because it was just a little bit off the whole time. We just had to like, you know, keep grinding. I didn't eat dinner till like nine o'clock that night, but um, it's worth it, man, because you just gotta have everything solid for the show. Oh yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So like, how does the backing track thing work? I remember, I think you use a computer and then you plug it in. Yeah, so um, we have a laptop uh, that we use um, and we have like this audio splitter thing. So one side of the audio goes into Merle's headphones and so he can hear the backing track as well as like a metronome so he can like keep us on time while he plays the drums. And then the other um, end of the audio goes like out for everyone else to hear and it doesn't have the metronome, it's just the backing track, so it sounds like solid and clean. And um, Merle keeps time on the drums, so like we all know when to play so that we're not like off the backing track. So everything like kind of fits together nicely and sounds good. That's pretty smart, yeah. So would you say that you work faster in that group than like by yourself? Um. Well, I don't know if I would say faster. It's just like... um. We're, I'm able to like be more creative when I'm with them because like I only know so much as like pretty mediocre guitarist and I, I, I've never played drums, right? So I just kind of like program drums how I think drums should sound when I produce stuff. You know, when, when we're at practice and when we're like figuring out how we're going to do the songs live, like get everyone's input because like men's a way better guitarist than me and he like adds things that i never even would have thought of and like merle does these little fills in between parts that i didn't even think needed a drum fill and like so it's just like way more creativity coming from like everyone and that kind of boosts my creativity so yeah that's kind of why like working with a band sometimes rather than just doing everything by myself so how long have you been making music for then? Um, so I started probably since like summer after seventh grade. That's when I learned guitar. And I was really into like uh, mid-2000s pop punk stuff like Fall Out Boy, uh, Paramore. And I, I wanted to write stuff that sounded like that. I thought that was like the coolest. So I just like started writing a bunch of pop punk songs on my like classical acoustic guitar. Yeah, that's kind of everything started. Rebecca says when she was a kid, she used to watch a lot of Disney Channel. A lot of the movies and shows she watched were heavily themed on music, and that was where her primary interest began to grow. She started taking voice and piano lessons when she was seven, and she's also self-taught on both the guitar and ukulele. To this day, she's expanded her knowledge by participating in many music ensembles in school, as well as taking an advanced high school course on music theory. So Marcel. Do you say that pop punk is like your favorite genre? Um, I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite now. Definitely when I started out, it was. But um, I don't, I don't even think that I have a favorite genre because I just now I listen to so much stuff. Like I listen to pop punk stuff still, but also like a lot of like hip hop and like contemporary R&B and like pop and alternative and like indie rock and like punk and all of these different genres. I've been listening to some jazz stuff now, which um, is pretty cool. But uh, I don't know if I have like a favorite, favorite genre. It's like anything that sounds dope, except for like country, because I don't like country at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> How's your experience playing guitar for the jazz at your school? Uh, oh, yeah. So um, I've gotten way better at guitar because like when I when I joined jazz, it was like um, my sophomore year. 
then I was like only playing pop punk stuff and like power chords. And um, I, my music teacher at the time, Mr. Wynn, he like he taught me like a bunch of stuff about like music theory and like reading music. He taught me a bunch of new techniques and stuff. And I went home and like learned like different styles of playing and like different scales. A lot of stuff about like different keys and different chords and like music notation and stuff. And I've just become like a way better guitarist just because, you know, jazz is like way harder of a genre to like play on guitar and sound good in than like rock music. So I'd say I've become like a lot better at guitar since joining jazz. So um, when you started out, do you have like any previous artist names or have you just kept the same? Um, so I always... um. I always wanted to name the band Extra Credit. I wanted to be in a band. I didn't have a band at that time. I was like, yo, it'd be so sick if I had a band and we're called Extra Credit with like an exclamation mark at the end. So like, that's kind of always uh, what I wanted to name the band. The, the real like first iteration of Extra Credit was just me and my friend Kyle. And we would just like both play guitar in our bedrooms, like sing songs. Uh, and that lasted for about like a year and a half. But um, yeah, Extra Credit was like always the name of the band. And then we kind of shifted the lineup. Now it's completely different and we make music that sounds completely different. But, um, you know, it's still Extra Credit. That's crazy. You knew the name of the band before the band. Oh, I'm looking at your YouTube channel, right? Um, the official lyric video for Heroes Without a Cause. Oh, yeah. Um, like, how did you guys make that video? Um, we like paid this company like, hundred something dollars to do it none of us can like do like video editing and stuff like that so um we paid a company to do it but for our newer stuff we're doing like more um diy like the music video for 16 it's just us in merle's garage and my friend justin holding a phone as a camera so yeah we're definitely looking to do more stuff like that because i don't like paying for stuff wait would you say like you've made more money than you've paid or you've paid more money uh, no, we paid way more money because like doing music is like really hard to make money off of. Like every time somebody streams our song on like Spotify or something, we get like a fraction of a penny. Like I think we've made like $11 or something like off streaming in total, um, like the whole time making music. But um, it's less about like making money and more about doing it because that's what we want to do. Hopefully, eventually I'll be able to like make actual money off music and like tour and stuff sell merch because those are like the two things that like will actually make money off of right now i've definitely like spent a lot more money than i've made doing music so like talking about the general genres that you like how would you describe like your genre so like my solo music that i make let's say the genre is like emo pop but with like 808s and trap drums and like string sections that's not really a genre but that's kind of like the aesthetic kind of yeah, yeah rebecca says that her personal favorite genres are r&b and jazz a lot of the songs she writes are heavily influenced by songs that her family introduced to her when she was young when she got a little older there were more pop songs that she was introduced to due to voice lessons when it comes to songs she's written She's not super sure what she'd categorize them as, but she can definitely say that most of it is heavily influenced by R&B. Rebecca's musical inspirations include Childish Gambino, Janae Aiko, Kalani, Kendrick Lamar, Mac Ayers, Snow Allegra, and Tiana Taylor. So, Marcel, 
What instruments do you know how to play? You said guitar was one? Yeah, so I play guitar. I um, also play bass, uh, a little bit of piano, and want to learn drums, but I don't have a drum set. So I kind of play them at men's house sometimes when we're just goofing around. But uh, yeah, I'd say my main instruments are guitar, bass, and a little bit of piano. I'm trying to get better at piano. Uh, for those instruments, like, were you trained or self-taught? Uh, so for guitar, when I first started, um, I took lessons for like a month and a half, but um, I didn't really want to do that. Like I, I was like, dude, I just want to like play Fallout Boy. I don't want to like learn all this weird classical like music notes and things. So I just I quit the lessons. Then I just um, kind of learned from like Googling things that I wanted to learn, which kind of led to me sucking for a long time because all I knew were like power chords and open chords. And I was just playing pop punk songs all the time. But um, since then, I've like progressed a lot and uh, learned like actual good skills and theory and stuff. So um, I'd say I'm mostly self-taught. What is like the main resource that you use? Is it just YouTube, like random videos? Uh, yeah, mostly YouTube. And, um, so, you know, sometimes I'll just like Google stuff that I want to know and then like click on random websites that like have that information. I'd say like 90% is just like watching YouTube videos about like certain techniques and skills and stuff. So what topics or themes are found in your music? Uh, so I mostly write songs about um, girls that I think are pretty and like past relationships and future relationships. Mostly anything that has to do with like romance. I'm a pretty romantic guy, I guess. Would you consider that type of music simp music? Um, you know, I think a lot of people would because most of my songs are just like whining about girls. Um, I guess a lot of people would consider me a simp because all these songs about like girls and relationships and stuff, and then I'm always single. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't like to consider myself a simp because I just feel like that would be really depressing if I had to um, consider myself that. <laughs> Yeah, it makes sense, makes sense. So you produce like happy, I guess, songs in like are positive? Uh I mean, yeah, usually like the product my the production, like the instrumentals are really like bright and poppy and fun. Lyrics are sometimes happy and sometimes sad about like a breakup or something. But um I'd say like the overall vibe is pretty like positive, I guess, because of the production style. So like talking about your music, like what direction do you see your music taking on? Uh, I just kind of want to like go more in the direction that I am with like my current SoundCloud uh, that type of style. I want to keep um, like fleshing out that style, adding new elements to it from like different genres. I've been expanding my music taste a lot in the past couple of months. And, you know, I just want to mesh everything that I listen to together to like one like solid genre that I can work within. And um, that's kind of what I want to continue doing in the future. You want to continue like SoundCloud? Yeah, for sure. You see yourself going big? Going big, I hopefully, um, eventually, I don't just want to stay on SoundCloud forever. Like eventually I want to go back to getting my music distributed like everywhere. But I think that um for the production quality of the music that I'm making right now, you know, my home studio is not that great. I'm trying to get some better equipment soon. 
Um, you know, for now, SoundCloud's a really cool place because I can just like upload anything and it doesn't have to be like mixed super well or like mastered. But in the future, I definitely want to get like better at like mixing my own stuff, mastering it, getting it distributed everywhere, not just SoundCloud. And uh, eventually, yeah, I, I hope to like be able to make a living off doing music and touring and stuff. Rebecca says that she honestly sees herself continuing to post on SoundCloud, but she hopes it stays low-key. She still feels as if she has a lot to learn, and she plans on exploring more when she's in college in about a year from now. She can definitely see herself doing small performances here and there, but something she's been considering for a while is posting covers and possibly original music on YouTube once she feels more confident with her own production and songwriting. So, speaking about the SoundCloud thing, uh, I noticed you have soundcloud pro unlimited uh yeah so do you like pay for that yeah i do um like 16 dollars a month which is um uh. kind of expensive because soundcloud has a thing where like you can only upload a certain like amount of songs with the free version and then they just like won't let you put any more songs on there and um i was getting like kind of close to that so i was like okay now i'm gonna have to pay for this i mean it's pretty cool there's some perks I get that little star next to the my picture and people think I'm like a professional or whatever. So that's pretty cool. But yeah. Like the investment is worth it then with all the features, you'd say? I mean, yeah, I'd say it's pretty worth it. Mostly because OnCloud will not let me upload stuff if I don't have it. So that's like a pretty big factor. And, um, you know, the other features are pretty cool too, but um, it's mainly the upload time thing. Where are you pro or pro unlimited? Because I think I have pro unlimited. I don't know. Whichever one is like sixteen dollars and gets the little thing next to your name. I hovered over it, it said pro unlimited. And like I thought um you could distribute music if you had pro unlimited. Oh yeah, I can do that. But um the reason why I'm not doing that right now, because like my band's old stuff, like I got it distributed everywhere because we like actually went to the studio and recorded it with professional equipment and like got it mixed and mastered professionally. So that's why like I distributed that everywhere. Songs that I'm putting on SoundCloud right now are just kind of like me in my room making songs on my computer and recording it with my $100 USB microphone, you know? So like, I don't think the quality is as um, professional sounding. So if I were to like distribute it to like everywhere, and it was on like Spotify next to like these professionally mixed and mastered songs. It would sound like really like weird, you know. So for now, um, that's why I'm just sticking to SoundCloud and not distributing everywhere else. But eventually, once I get like better at mixing and I, I can master my own stuff, I want to like start getting it distributed everywhere again because um, that I'd be able to reach a lot more people that way. Do you think that mindset like? it helps you improve a lot or do you think sometimes it might i guess hinder your production i think it it helps me improve for sure because um i feel like with every song i'm like getting a little bit better at mixing you know because i just i'm working towards this goal to where i can do everything myself in my room have it sound like as professional as a studio you know so it encourages me to like get a little bit better with each new song that i make and like save up more and more money to like buy better equipment because i think if i was just like you know i'm just gonna upload every song i do everywhere like i would never really get better at mixing buy better equipment because 
just be like kind of content with where I'm at. And it wouldn't really like improve the production quality that much. I think the mindset that I have now really um, encourages me to get better at that type of thing. That's a very good point. Call yourself a perfectionist? I don't know if I'd say I'm a perfectionist. I like my songs to be really good. Um, I just have to like stop messing with them after a while. Once a song is like finished, I usually like try not to go back and tweak too many things just because whenever you do that, like nothing's ever going to be 100% perfect the way you want it. So like, I feel like I just kind of have to make a song, listen to it. And, you know, if they're like really glaring issues, I'll like try and go back and fix them. But like sometimes you just kind of have to like let things be. Not everything is going to be 100% perfect and that's okay. You know, a lot of times you think that something like needs to be like tweaked and fixed so many times, it actually ends up like sounding worse to like people who listen to it because it sounds like everything was like so like calculated and went back here and here and here and did all of these different things like people like it more when it's just you making a cool song and just letting it be a cool song and not going back and changing a hundred things so you're mentioning like mixing and mastering all the stuff at home and like by yourself then um so like do you think you would want to try to carry on that more like independent route yeah man for sure because like you know i like going to the studio it's cool it's fun um guy that we record with jerry delalo he's really cool dude he's really good at what he does i just feel like i'm at home eating stuff in my room i have you know way more creative freedom to do kind of whatever i want and i really like like this space more than like going to a studio every single time i want to record so um i definitely want to get better at mixing mastering doing all these things myself so i don't have to like go to a studio every single time i want to have like a song on Spotify, you know? And it will also make me a better, like, all-around producer and musician, and um, I won't have to pay a bunch of money to, like, studios to record my stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely want to work towards doing everything myself. So would you work with a label then? Yeah, I think eventually I do want to work with a label just because it's really, really hard to... um a living off doing music and get yourself out there without a label the near future i don't see myself signing to any label just because i want to like it's like the max of what i can do myself uh, before i start looking for labels like i want to kind of build an audience myself start like booking shows myself and doing these things myself so that when it does come time for me to sign to a label they will be the ones like coming to me with deals and like looking to sign me I never want to be in the position to where like the label has way more power over me because that's how like musicians get ripped off like all the time. So I definitely want to like reach the max level of what I can do myself before I look to sign to any label. Oh, you're like making music yourself. Exactly what equipment and software do you use? Uh, So right now I um, use Logic Pro um, to produce everything. The computer that I'm running it on is like a Mac Mini. It's, you know, pretty good for the cost. Uh, It runs pretty smoothly when I'm producing. I have a $100 uh, Blue Yeti USB microphone. I use like record vocals and everything. And usually when I uh, track guitars, I just kind of put the mic towards my amp 
and um, poured guitars that way because I don't have an audio interface right now. But um, I'm saving up so that I can afford like actual audio interface, better microphone, um, and just like some studio monitors so that I'll be able to like record higher quality stuff. Because right now my setup's pretty basic. Do you know like the amp for your guitar? Oh, the amp, it's like a, a Vox. Um, I don't know what model it is. It's like the mini one that's like really small and compact. Yeah, I'm not sure of the exact model, but it's like a Vox mini amp. Um, and it's like the only amp that I have. But, um, you know, it's pretty good at what I use it for. Um, since it's pretty small and compact, it's easy to like mic up and record. And the audio quality, it's like not as great as it would be if I just, you know, did a direct input into an audio interface. But, um, I mean, I bought the amp like years ago, so I might as well, you know, use it for something. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good at its job. Do you use any like plugins or um, just like stock, like whatever's in the program? Um, yeah, like 90%, I just use like plugins that are already in Logic because there are a lot of them and they sound pretty good. Sometimes I'll like go to YouTube and look up like free like drum kits and stuff. I can um, download because there's not that big of a selection in terms of like electronic drums and stuff and logic. But um, mostly I use the standard logic plugins for like everything except for like drums. Drums that I use, like I go for this like really modern trap sound, which um, there isn't a lot of logic. So that's like the only thing that I go and download separate plugins for. If you want to talk more about your um, single, I'll be the Scott Ceremona. Um is there a story behind it? Yeah, man. So basically, like, uh, well, first, because I met Rebecca, uh, actually didn't meet her. I just followed her on Instagram because, like, I had, like, some some mutual followers, you know, right? And um, I found out that she made music and I listened to it and I was like, yo, this is, like, sick, man. Like, her voice is so good. Like, her songs are so cool. So I wanted to, like, work with her because I really like her music. So I, I kind of reached out to her and, like, I produced one of her songs, um, and that came together pretty nicely. So I was just working on a new song in my room, and it kind of had, like, pretty love song vibe, and I was like, yo, what if I, like, reach out to her and we could do, like, a duet thing? So that's kind of how the idea for the song came together. Then, like, um, the title, I'll Be the Scott to Your Mona, it's based off um movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, just, like, one of my favorite movies ever. It's like the love story of this dude and this girl, and, and he has to, like, feed her seven evil exes to, like, be with her. And I thought that was really romantic, so I decided to, like, face the song off that. So, like, you just said to, to Rebecca for her to sing it? Yeah, so I um, recorded all my parts, and then, and then I sent it to her, and I was like, yo, would you be down to, like, do a verse on this? She was like, yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you once I get it done. And she sent me back her vocal part and it was like way better than I expected and um yeah I, I added it into the song and um it's like one of my favorite songs now that I've done like when you start songs uh how would you say they start out most of the time um so a lot of the times when I'm like making songs for like SoundCloud I'll like look on YouTube for like samples and stuff because a lot of my stuff is really sample based um, a lot of the time I'll use like samples from video games or from movies and stuff. So I'm really into that type of thing. 
I'll just, you know, sit on YouTube scrolling through like the different songs for hours and see what sounds cool to sample. And then I'll bring that into Logic and I'll kind of try to shape a song around it. And when I'm not using samples, I just mess around with like the keyboards and Logic and like try to make up cool melodies and then kind of base the song around those rather than a sample. But if you like listen to my songs, there's usually like melody line or like guitar riff that like kind of drives the whole song. And that's just because I um, create or sample like one solid melody to base the whole thing around before I start making a song. It's very cool. Um, so you said like this latest song was your favorite song that you've made so far. Um, yeah. Like, how do you feel your music has evolved since then? Since I've like started doing music, Genre-wise, it's a lot more like open-ended. When I first started out, it was like strictly pop-punk. And I was like, I'm going to do pop-punk, but with like some synthesizers and strings. And then I started adding like trap drums and percussion. And then now I'm just kind of, you know, bringing in all these different sounds from all these different genres. So it's definitely like evolved in that way to where like it's become way more open-ended. I feel comfortable just like taking elements from like a bunch of different genres. A lot more now than I did when I started out. Has the quarantine, uh, has that affected your music or like introduced new topics? Yeah, so it actually, um, I wrote a song pretty recently about just being bored at home and having like nothing to do except like sit around and make music and like watch Netflix all day. I mean, I, I don't think the quarantine has like had that much of a negative effect on me because I do have like a lot more time now to make songs you know so um, I've been like putting out a lot more content and I'm actually working on a mixtape that's gonna drop sometime within the next few months but it has given me like a lot more time to work on new music and like experiment with new things I guess I'm a little more bored than I was before but I mean it's not that big a deal to me yeah I was just about to ask like future music so you have that mixtape coming out, right? Yeah, man. Uh, it's called Teenage Heartbreak, the mixtape. And um, it's going to be 10 to 13 songs. I haven't decided yet which songs I'm keeping and which ones I'm going to cut. But, um, you know, it's almost finished. I'm going to have, like, quite a few uh, featured artists on it. Can't say what those are yet because I haven't got the verses back yet. But, um, yeah, man, it's, like, my favorite project that I've uh, worked on at this point. Yeah, pretty excited. It'll drop probably sometime July or August. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. So uh, anything from uh, Extra Credit? Yeah, so Extra Credit, I'm actually not sure because I was talking to Merle um, a few days ago. We were hanging out. You know, we kind of all have different things that we want to do once high school is over. And we only really have like one year left, you know, as a band. Um, I was talking to him. I was like, you know, do we really want to like go back and record this new EP? Um, and, you know, we might end up just uh, trying to do a couple more shows if we can when um, the restrictions loosen up and, and stuff and uh, not really drop any more new music, just like play it at shows and stuff, just because, you know, it takes a lot of time and energy to like create a new record. And we just don't know if we want to do that since we only have like one year left together as a band. But we definitely do want to play a couple more shows before um, we have to break up. So like after high school, there's not really a plan, I guess, for extra credit then? 
Yeah, man, extra credit. We're um, we gotta end like in the senior year because we're all going in different directions. I'm I'm gonna move to LA and like continue to pursue music. And all the other guys have like different plans of what they want to do after high school. But um, extra credit will unfortunately have to end. You know, it's just gonna open up a lot of new beginnings, I guess, for where I can go with my music and what I choose to do after high school. So you're seeing it like positively, you know. Yeah, man. Um, so you said after high school, you plan on pursuing music still? Yeah, for sure. I hope to get uh, to apply for and get accepted to um, I'll State LA and do their um, commercial music program because I think it really like benefit me and like me be a better musician. And also because it's like school is really, really cheap compared to most schools. And um, I don't want to be in debt for like 10 years. I don't know if you know, but musicians are generally pretty broke. I'll say LA is like my first choice. I definitely want to go somewhere in LA because that's where like the music industry is. And like, that's what I want to do. I wish you the best of luck, you know. Thank you, man. Yes. Same. So like speaking about school wise then, how's high school like for you? You know, to be honest, it kind of, high school kind of sucks, you know. When I was in middle school, I'd like watch like Lemonade Mouth, the Disney movie, and I'd be like, yo, dude, high school's gonna be so sick. Like, we're gonna like all get detention together and like and like start start forming a band and and the, the teachers are all gonna hate us and we're gonna like be so cool and like they're gonna be kids like getting thrown into lockers and getting their heads dunked in the toilet. And like dude, real high school is nothing like that. It's like most boring thing just sit around for six hours a day in classrooms listening to people lecture me. But, um, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I've made a lot of cool friends through high school and stuff, so it's not all bad. Um, definitely not what I was expecting. And um, I'm thankful that it's ending soon and that I get to go on and do different things in life. Do you say, like, you enjoyed middle school more? Yeah, for sure. Middle school, I think, was like the happiest time of my life, probably. I had a bunch of cool friends. Like, and it wasn't that hard. I didn't really have to study or anything. The stuff that we did wasn't really that hard. So I just, I focused more on having fun and just doing whatever I wanted. And now it's more just like, I have hours of homework to do each night and I have to like actually study for a test or I'll fail. And it's like a lot more work. And for like 90% of the stuff that I'm doing, I'll probably never use in like the real world. So I feel like, I know, I always sit around thinking of like much more productive I could be if I was at home making music. But, um, you know, it's whatever, man. I got to get through it so that I can um, go into the real world and do what I actually want to do. Would you say you like prioritize music or school? Like how do you balance music and schoolwork? I just try to like, try to get like, mostly B's and some A's in school. And so I kind of do the bare minimum of what I can to achieve that so that I can dedicate like the rest of my time into my music and stuff. I still want to be able to get into like an okay school, like college wise. So I can't just like slack off on all my school stuff and only do music. Um, I definitely like make a lot of time and prioritize my music. Um, or like getting like straight A's or something because music is something that's a lot more important to me than that. Rebecca says that balancing music and schoolwork is something that has always come natural for her since she's heavily involved in performing arts on campus. Because she's so passionate about music, 
it's honestly something that she never had to worry about time-wise since she's never really in a rush to create new content anyway. But if she ever needed to prioritize anything due to crunch time, that's where she would begin to ask herself what's happening sooner. Either she studies or prepares for an upcoming performance. How was distance learning for you? Uh, distance learning, I don't know, it was... I mean, it was kind of cool because I could just like join the classroom and then just like start drawing or something or doing something random in my room. I didn't really have to like sit in a desk for hours. And also I could just like dip when I wanted to leave. Like most of my teachers didn't really care. I mean, I kind of miss like interacting with my friends and stuff every day. That was like the only part of school that I like really cared about. Like I miss seeing my friends at lunch every day and like, you know, at Creek after school. But um, I mean, it's whatever. I um, I just go to my friends' houses sometimes, and we just chill. So it hasn't um, it hasn't been all bad. So how did you feel about like school ending so abruptly? Honest, like I was pretty excited when we um, when they announced that like we uh were having like a break from school because of Corona and stuff. We were all like celebrating and stuff because um, I was sick of school. Everyone else was sick of school. We thought that was pretty cool, but um, I know as as time has went on, I guess I kind of wish that you know we could have had a more like a nicer ending to our junior year because it was really just like nobody knew that like school was never gonna come back. And we got out of school that day, and I guess it would have been cooler to have like prom and stuff, like all of the regular end of the year activities. But I mean, I don't know. It's it's not terrible. I've had way more time to do things that I actually want to do. I can still like hang out with my friends and see them whenever I want. So not that bad. So how have you been keeping busy during quarantine? Mostly just like making songs a lot and um, watching a lot of movies and anime because love movies and anime. Actually started watching One Piece recently because they like a few arcs of it on Netflix. Yeah, so it's just like a lot of me making music and a lot of me watching Netflix. You know, sometimes I'll hang out with my friends. We'll like go to the woods or something or like hang out and watch movies in, in someone's backyard. But like at 90% of the time, it's just like making music or watching Netflix. What continues to inspire and motivate you during the quarantine? I think music wise, I just like listen to like new music and I like find artists that I haven't um, heard before and it kind of inspires me to like make cooler stuff, make stuff that's better and incorporate these different um, genres that I'm listening to. And also like movies and stuff that I watch, I kind of like a lot of times inspired by like the vibe of a movie or a show that I'm watching and like kind of try to recreate that in a song. A lot of movies like kind of inspire me in that way and i'd say video games too because like a lot of times i'll be playing a video game and i'll hear a cool song and i'll be like yo i should sample that that's how i uh came up with a couple of the songs that uh, were on my last ep um yeah just like the media and the art that i take in kind of inspires me to make new music and um still be creative what video games do you play uh, I mostly like like uh, Nintendo stuff. I really like Zelda and like Pokemon and um, stuff like that. I'm also really into like Final Fantasy. I've been playing through Final Fantasy X because uh, I bought it recently for my PlayStation 3. And um, 
of my favorite games now. I think mostly Zelda and Final Fantasy are like my favorite game series. How has your 2020 been so far? In 2020, it's been wild, man. Like so much stuff has happened. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's just a, a year. I don't like to like like oh this year was terrible and like 2016 was the best and 2017 was okay. Like time is arbitrary. I just kind of like I like to live in the moment and just do things that are fun for me in the moment. You know what's going on in the outside world. I try I try to like not let that affect me as much as a lot of people do. I kind of feel like that's why like all the crazy stuff that's happened in 2020 hasn't had too much of an effect on like my mental state because I try to focus more on like internally what's going on in my mind and like my life than like how screwed up the world is. Mm. But it's like it's definitely there, right? Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of crazy stuffs happened and um so definitely like when I go on Twitter and like I see things that are happening like in the world and like with the police, like it makes me angry and like, you know, it kind of sucks. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I try to not let it get to me too much to where I'm like looking at like what's going on in the world makes me depressed and like unmotivated because like that would suck, man. But you would definitely say it's been like a crazy year. Yeah, man, it's been a crazy year for sure. You feel like um, time has passed by, like, kind of quickly? Um, I mean, yeah, I definitely think, like, because it's been, like, months since we've gotten out of school at this point, and it doesn't feel like it's been that long. But, I mean, I don't know. I've just been, like, in my room doing things that I want to do, so it hasn't really affected me too much. Mm-hmm. But, like, do you feel like every day is, like, the same? A lot of people say um, they feel like every day is the same. I don't know. I can see why a lot of people would say that. But to me, it's more like every day I can just like do whatever I want. Like sometimes I'll just hit up my friend and be like, yo, let's go to the park. Let's do something like I can just kind of do whatever I want every day now since I don't have like school, like taking up a huge chunk of my time. I guess I never really like held school as this thing that was like, oh, this is my life. This is everything that I do. Like I've always tried to like things outside of school that are fun and, and cool and so I guess school being taken away hasn't really affected me in ways a lot of people as um I kind of just see it as like now I can do whatever I want do you have like, any hobbies um hobbies like well I said before like I like playing video games watching movies and stuff I don't know if you would call like hanging out with with my homies a hobby but I like doing that a lot too Oh, I also, I draw a lot now. I've been um, working on, like, my art. Uh, I draw skeletons a lot because I think they're really cool. And, um, I've probably gotten a lot better at that uh, since we got out of school because I've had a lot more time to do it. But, uh, yeah. Um, is that, like, digital or? Um... Nah, I can't do digital stuff. It's too hard. Um, I just draw stuff with, like, a pencil, a pen, colored pencils. Sometimes I do watercolor, but um, digital stuff's really hard for me to do. I just stick to like traditional. So um, if you could go back in time and uh, do anything differently or tell your younger self something, uh, what would that be? But to be honest, I don't really like, uh, like I think things turned out the way they turned out, you know, just because that's kind of always meant to be, you know, like I probably wouldn't go back and change anything just because like 
I like the spot where I'm at right now. And like, I like the decisions that I've made to um, have gotten me here. But um, if anything, I'd probably like go back in time, tell my younger self some like weird cryptic message to like screw with him because I think it'd be pretty funny. But um, I probably wouldn't change anything. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> um, any tips for like other people or uh, aspiring musicians out there? Yeah, man, just, like, make as much music as you can, like, every day. Like, because a lot of people, like, they'll make a couple songs and they'll be like, oh, I suck. I can't do this anymore. It's, it just wasn't meant for me. But, like, you just got to keep, like, making new stuff, like, every day. And, like, 90% of it's going to suck. Like, that 10%, you just got to focus on and, like, striving towards that, you know? So, like, that's what I've done. And it's gotten me this far. So, um man just keep keep working on your your craft and uh getting better every day Rekka says to consider what you really want as early as possible always try to be genuine with what you put into your work music that's relatable and real is so much more valuable than what's typically heard in mainstream media today it's also super important to realize that it's okay to grow slowly never be in such a rush trust the process and know that patience is key as long as you're happy and passionate that's an achievement so what platforms and like social media can people find you at? Uh, yo, so you can find me on Insta and Twitter um, at Marcel Valentine, but replace the E in Marcel with a three. And uh, you can find extra credit on Instagram at extra credit CA. Yeah, that's basically it. I don't really go on the internet anywhere else than Instagram and Twitter. But uh, yeah. oh, uh, my SoundCloud is Marcel but with a synth sign as the C. So you can follow me there. You can find extra credit on Spotify. It's extra credit with an exclamation mark at the end. There's like these other dudes now named extra credit who stole our name, but without an exclamation mark. But uh, we, we're the real extra credit. So been extra credit with an exclamation mark at the end and you should find us on Spotify. And then um, YouTube, right? YouTube, we do have a YouTube channel um, just called Extra Credit with an exclamation mark at the end. But if you look up um, Extra Credit Band on YouTube, you can find like our music videos and stuff. That's pretty good. You can find Rebecca on Instagram at that's Rebecca with the Z. So instead of the S in that's, it's a Z. So it's like that's Z Rebecca on Instagram and SoundCloud. Thank you very much for participating. Would you like to add anything? I mean, yeah, that's that's it. Uh, yeah, check me out on SoundCloud, listen to my music. And thanks, you guys, for having me on the podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you.